This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, dog lovers. Welcome to Have Dog Will Travel. I'm Christy Vaughn. And I'm Josh Henry. And we are here at Wild Heaven Brewery in Decatur, Georgia. It's a lovely, lovely day. And we're sitting here with Miles Ganley. And Miles, tell us what you do here. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm the general manager of the tap room here at Wild Heaven Tap Room in Avondale. Nice. And I want to, we should preface with we're sitting out on the patio. It's a big, open, gorgeous area. Like I said, it's a beautiful day. But there's some things going around, going on. You know, it's we're not in a studio. There's some birds. There's like a generator in the distance. There's so. planes and trains and beer yeah. making going on. Yeah. Lots of beer making. So you'll probably hear some of that. So apologies for all the ambient noise. It adds to it, I think. Yeah. It's okay. A little charm. <laughs> a, little, a little realism. Right? <laughs> uh, so again, Miles, uh, thank you for having us, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to be here. I've been to this brewery a few times. Stella and I have, have come and uh, it's, a, it's a really cool spot. Um, tell us, you uh, are a dog owner? I, I am, yes. I have two great dogs right now, my wife and I. Uh, we have a Beagle and an Australian Shepherd. Nice. Did you grow up with dogs? I did, yeah. I've always had Golden Retrievers growing up. We always had them in pairs, and it was it was great. Every time came home, it was always a dog. Yeah. It was, you know, and they were always kind of like nanny layout. <laughs> There's pictures of me and video of me being... Really tiny baby laying on a dog. So dog loving is all you've ever known, like since you were, yep. since you were little, always been a dog. Pretty lover. much. And tell us more about your Beagle and Shepherd, like the ages and all that. Yes, Beagle we got when he was six weeks old. Um, he is now seven as of St. Patrick's Day. And he was my, he's my wife's first pet, about, you know, 30, 35-pound Beagle. Uh, loves adventure, everything to do with hiking. Not a very sedentary beagle, uh, which is, I guess, a little unusual for that breed. Um, the Australian Shepherd we adopted slash rescued um, when she was 10 months old, and now she's three. And she is stereotypical of her breed, for sure. Very, very active, gets in, does naughty things if we don't run her and <laughs> exercise her enough. Um, but yeah, they complement each other really well for how different those two dogs are right yeah bring some balance i'm sure what's your favorite thing about dogs i love how attached they get to you it's a it's a dependency as well you know as much as dogs are ours whenever we get them and and they become part of our family um, i love how much we become theirs as well once they become comfortable with us well, and I, you know, we say it all the time, but Stella's my, my, my little girl, my, my baby. And now, well, and ours now. But <laughs> it's funny to kind of, you know, to that point when I, I, I had Stella for about a year, um, maybe more before we met. And, um, you know, so she was my dog coming into the relationship. And now she's our dog, but she loves her daddy. <laughs> she does. I mean, don't she's get wrong, a daddy's she girl. loves her mama. But she loves her dad. I think there's a little separation anxiety going on when you leave. Yeah. She loves me. She more than tolerates me. She does love me. No, no, but, she definitely loves me. But you. she misses you so much when you're gone. So she is definitely bonded. And it's funny how dogs bond to certain people in the family. 
Now, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. So your dog's a uh, male, female? Yeah, Loki is the beagle, male. Nice. Silver, the Australian Shepherd. Silver, girl. that's a yeah. cool name. Yeah. Do you like feel that. like silver is a little tighter with you? Because they say that opposite genders um, hmm. bond better with Yeah, dogs. I was going to say our dogs are the exact same. Yeah. Um, anytime my wife is home on the couch, the beagle is completely just laying on her. He's a very affectionate, he's like emotional support dog without Aww. being trained. Just, just completely attached and vice versa with the Australian Shepherd. She'll do, she'll sit on my lap and like snuggle up while I'm doing homework and stuff and never be away has separation anxiety whenever i leave yep um, so yeah it does i guess they can do really sense that. our emotions yes they know when you're happy they know when you're sad they know when you need the support they know when you're sick yeah and they want to comfort you oh yeah yeah i love that i had a um without going into the details i had a, a minor surgery uh, last week and i was basically kind of bedridden for a couple of days but we couldn't have Stella in the room because we was afraid she, she just helps herself onto the bed all the time mm-hmm. and the last thing I need is her 60 pound muscly ass stepping on me <laughs> and so we had to have her in the other room and she was freaking out the whole time because she was, she was just so She's uncomfortable because so she knew something was going on and she was so confused as to why she couldn't be in there and it's frustrating because obviously you can't explain to her like <laughs> you know this is the situation and I'm afraid you'll hurt me. Yeah. But and I think that we, we need that support too. When we, when we can, when we're sick and we, we need that, like, I don't know, we need their comforting too, as much as they need us. I think we need them as well. Yeah. That's cool. You you mentioned silver likes to get into trouble. Do you have any favorite dog stories or a funny, you know, anecdotes about it? You know, whatever. Uh, I mean, whenever we first got her, she wasn't necessarily house trained that well not of like going to the potty in the house or anything but more so like being around things that she could destroy (laughs) and figure out and we kind of since we had the beagle and actually before silver we had a a great pyrenees and that was kind of another push that we got (laughs) silver was our our beagle had always been around a second dog and he passed away and started getting really bored and then we found the opportunity to adopt silver and we did um she ate every single pair of flip-flops in the house, would jump up onto the dresser and get them. That was that was rough. Wife was, was a little uh, hesitant about moving forward <laughs> with Silver until she just looked, tilted her head, flopped up like one ear and tilted. Aww. And I was like, oh, dang it. She's already in. She's yep. in. She can do whatever she wants. Um, did she any any of the you know was it just flip flops or like any super fancy shoes anything any major losses for the wife? I did have to repair a couple pairs of heels. My wife's oh she she liked the like the wood and the like hemp wrapping on oh, some yeah. of her oh, uh, yeah on the wedges on her wedges yeah. yeah so I had to kind of like try rewrapping them. Did a horrible job, but it was more of a like. Oh, I'm you sorry. Tried. I, I tr- yeah. You tried. Oh that's, yeah. That's that's what counts. You yeah, tried. it was terrible. You mentioned that bef- before we actually started the podcast, you mentioned that you're very active with your dogs. So what's the best trip you've ever taken with your dogs? Well, so we, we just moved to Atlanta from Boise. And whenever we moved, we decided to do a road trip. Um, so we did a, about 4,000 mile, 15 wow. day uh, cross country road trip going from Boise to the Oregon coast. And all the way down Highway 1. Oh, wow. Then oh to gosh. Havasu, the Grand Canyon, like the Blue Hole in New Mexico. Um, and just really going and seeing what we wanted to do. And we made it a goal to kind of camp, like, as much as possible. 
So loaded up my wife's 2017 Kia Soul and just left and camped as much as possible oh everywhere gosh. we could, met up with friends as we went. And of course we had the dogs with us. We had all of our other stuff in a pod and it was already sitting in Georgia. So we were kind of like, great, we're living out of the car. This is this will be this will be fun. And it was. Everywhere we went, we kind of had to adjust things that we wanted to do or things that immediately came up in our head of like, hey, let's go do this thing. Oh wait, we have <laughs> we have our dogs. <laughs> and at first it was kind of like, oh man, this isn't gonna be as fun as we thought. And then we started noticing how our mindsets kind of changed towards like even like early on in the trip. Um, Go ahead. No, sorry. <laughs> There's a Marta train going by. So <laughs> we mentioned planes and trains. We all made a, made a face. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, continue, please. Um, yeah, just kind of picking, you know, what restaurants we were going to go to, looking up, like find, trying to find different apps of what we could do to try to figure out if a place is dog friendly or not. What beaches do we go to? Um, and it was it was cool. It was always had you know, the whole family together everywhere we went. And we knew it was, it was okay. We knew what to look out for. Was it too hot that day? What do we do? Which there were a few times, like in Havasu in the Grand Canyon where it was like 120 degrees. Oh, wow. That it was, it was, that was really tough. What did you do in that situation? What are some tips you have for being in that situation where you're on a road trip and something like that happens where it's hot, but you want to, you still want to see things and do things? Well, we ended up carrying the dogs a lot. Um, it's on asphalt in 120 oh, degrees. Boy. It was, it yeah, it was very, very excruciating to the touch. Uh, Which is exactly what you want. I mean, it just like it's miserable for you too. So then adding another oh, what, yeah. 30 to 50 pounds of weight, <laughs> you know, to your to yeah, your walk. It was uh, it was a lot of like anytime we went into a place like we had to go buy supplies or other food. It was like leaving the car on with the spare key in it we take the other key lock it i've done AC, that before like, blasting <laughs> so that way the dogs are i mean they're the most comfortable absolutely things yeah, in important. the entire state uh, taking them to the bathroom in excruciating temperatures was tough it was always like find find a tree find a building that looks like it's been like there's been a shadow there for a while that's like cool enough to the touch and letting them go uh threw them in uh, Lake Havasu a couple times, sure. which we tossed them in first, not knowing well, this is probably bad. But yeah, we tossed them in first, like, oh, it's a lake, it'll cool them down. And like, we got in, and the water temperature was like 95. Oh, oh no. So it was like, yeah. not, I thought you were going to say it was freezing. No, I wish. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like 120 out. Get inside, it's like 95. There's no relief oh. at all. Yeah, because it's, it's a lake too, so that water's not stagnant, but it mostly is, there's not a lot of flow. Like it's, it's oh yeah, uh, at so all, you know, yeah. it just heats and yep. you know, and, the, and that kind of. But it's still water, so I feel like it would help cool them a little bit, maybe when they got out, or no. Maybe the beagle, <laughs> but the Australian Shepherds, she has like the nice undercoat yeah, as well. That's it probably true. just broke through that and got her even even more warm. Oh. Um, we didn't meet up with friends though and got on a boat. So you toss them in the water, then you get up and then you get the wind and everything else going and then they're totally fine. Um, the Beagle did not love being on a boat. That was no? first like powered boat oh, boy. experience. So Beagle Bang was, was like happening all the way through Lake Havasu, like this weird train horn. Oh. Everybody was like <laughs> looking around, freaking out. That's awesome. Uh, the Australian Shepherd tried like hiding under any chair or oh. anything that could possibly happen. It was a fun experience. I was going to say, it's just 
you know, an adventure. It's, Stella's been on a boat recently, and she actually loved it. Oh, she loved it. Yeah. She really did. We have a video of, all in. of yeah. the the wind flapping through her ears. Her ears are just standing up straight. It's the cutest thing ever, and she she loved it. She loves smelling the fish and looking at the birds. Yeah. Oh, everything. It's a, a new experience for her. Some friends of ours have it. It's actually our second episode of the podcast. Uh, some friends of ours have a, a charter company called Wild Coast Charters in, where are they? Crystal River? Crystal River, Crystal Florida. Crystal River, Florida. And so, yeah, they took us out on the pontoon and like sunset cruise, and it was really awesome. But uh, that, that trip you described, it sounds so amazing. It's fun. Like, that's literally what we want to make a career mm-hmm. out of, <laughs> you know, ultimately is just doing that. So if anyone who knows anyone at the Travel Channel is listening. <laughs> uh, no, but, that's our dream. Yeah, that's and dream. we want to help the, others do what you did. Yeah. Because it's not a true family experience. If you treat your dogs like family, it's not an actual family experience unless you have your dogs with you. And so you want to be able to bring them with you and not have to worry about, oh no, are we going to have a good time because we have our dogs with us? You just want to be confident. And that's what we want to do with our listeners is help them become confident and give them some tips and tricks for traveling with your dog. Yeah. And I got to throw a plug in here for uh, a friend of ours who was another episode that we did. Uh, Have you heard of an app called Puppy Pals? You mentioned apps about checking for dog friendliness. I, I don't think I have. There's an app called Puppy Pals, and I think right now it's still Atlanta-specific, mm-hmm. but it's Atlanta p- places that are dog friendly. It's sort of like Makes sense. an app okay. version of what we do, although she was first, so I guess we're a podcast version of what she does. <laughs> I believe you guys are on her app, too. Wild Heaven's on her app as a dog-friendly location. Yay, go us. Yeah, <laughs> so she will, like, you just put in your, lo- or it finds you um, at your location, and it'll tell you all the dog-friendly places near you. So if you want to go have lunch or if you want to go have a drink, it'll find wherever is near you. It's dog friendly. And and, and they have like verified locations. And yeah, so she's a, she's a good friend of ours and and she's doing cool things. So we're trying to do like the podcast version of her app. (laughs) Well, I guarantee one more download right after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yay. Um, You, how long have you been in Georgia from Boise? Uh, Eight months. Eight months. How are you finding it so far? Love it here. Yeah. There's, there's a neighborhood for everybody. There's, so many parks <laughs> uh wife and i don't really love just going to the same park or the same trail every day so we love just kind of bouncing around seeing bad ones great ones do you have and, a favorite I, I mean piedmont dog park is probably like our biggest just go-to when we want to bring the dogs let them off a leash just run around like crazy uh but we love hiking a lot so anywhere, and I don't want to say anywhere with hills. It's it's really just the whole the whole state is just perfect for what we love. Um, What's the place that we we've been to a couple times that I like so much? That's got the mm. wooden walkway. Oh, Mason all- Mill. It's South Peachtree Creek Park. Have you heard Mason, of that? Mason Haven't. Mill Park. It's not. It's, it's not a, a hard. I mean, it's super easy. Like most of it's an actual. It's wooden, not very long, like, but it's beautiful. It's like trail. Yeah, but it's it's just a really beautiful, cool place, and um, I actually have a list of uh, top dog parks in the Atlanta area, and I'll give that to you. But um, but yeah, Mason Mill is a really cool spot. Have like, you it's been just to Whitewater? Walk and... Over in Cobb County, Whitewater. That sounds familiar. That's a cool place too. It's right along the river. Oh, is it like just northwest, like right against the perimeter, kind of up sure. there? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's part of like a larger trail, I believe, but Whitewater is 
the one with the bamboo forest. Yes, yes, yes. we have been there. Okay. Yes, that, that's that a was cool really one. Cool. There's lots of dogs every yeah. weekend. If you go there, there's tons of dogs and yeah, people. we noticed that. Yeah, and that's what we that's what we really like doing. Mm-hmm. We tend to get off trail more so than not. Cause mm-hmm. Again, our beagle is a major hiker. He will avoid <laughs> a trail and like hop up rocks and climb wow. on like fallen trees. He'll cross rivers on fallen trees. Oh my gosh. I don't think That's it's impressive. just a bravery thing. I think it's just more of a curiosity. Like, yeah. He, yes. Curiosity he check it out. might kill that dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if you could go anywhere in the world with your dogs, where would you go and why? I would love to bring Silver, my Australian Shepherd, to Kilimanjaro mm-hmm. with Ooh. me. I'm training for it right now uh, to go in August. No shit. Oh That's awesome. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. so saving money for, or raising money for a nonprofit um, for bleeding disorder patients in developing countries. Wow. And get to go, like, well, yeah, so obviously I'm training a lot for that, and the dogs are very much so encouraging me to, to do a lot more, like, cross-country and hiking. Yep. I've gone up, like, Stone Mountain a lot now, um, but obviously you can't do, like, the walk-up trail. And my wife and I can't do anything and not feel guilty about not bringing the dogs with <laughs> us. So it kind of changes what activities and where we go. I can tell you, and I don't mean to interrupt, but there's we live in that area. There's a lot more to Stone Mountain than that, than that walk-up trail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've done a it's lot of the other little okay. routes. And, yeah, we've done, like, the, the circumference and stuff like that. It's just getting elevation yeah. uh, increase and adding weight and stuff. That's pretty much the closest thing I can get out here to direct training for that sure um i think my dogs would actually do great we accidentally took them to amaclola falls oh, yeah. and they not knowing that was like our first trip we're like oh hey cool really big waterfall there's a couple steps no big deal oh, boy. not knowing they were like the corrugated metal steps and oh yeah the dogs uh dogs did great we actually walked up the wrong way like the backside up some old like irrigation shepherd's trail that was like totally ungroomed we thought wow. that was like the main thing we loved it and then we went down the steps that went very slow the dogs mm-hmm. didn't didn't love it but they sound like true athletes though yeah, you just put up with their like, shit my dogs would than, not you know, other than... my dogs wouldn't put up with it they'd put on well, the two brakes of them frenchies well <laughs> they'd be like you're gonna carry my ass that's what they would do. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't push them because yeah. I know, because I don't want to end up carrying them because one of them's 30 pounds of muscle and a little bit of fat. Now, Maybe a lot of fat. <laughs> obviously, I know where Mount Kilimanjaro is, but some of our listeners might not. So where is that? Oh, yeah. So it's the tallest freestanding mountain in the world um, located in Tanzania. Uh-huh. So Eastern Africa. Okay. And when are you going? In August. Wow. Oh, and is, is like, weather-wise, is it similar to here? Like, is it going to be incredibly hot? Yeah, so it does. I wouldn't say the temperature gets as crazy there. It's it's definitely not as humid there as it is here. However, you're going up in elevation. It's going to start to get drier. It's going to get a lot more tundra-like. It's not a temperate rainforest anymore, like how you start the trip. It gets up to 19,300 feet. Wow. It's going to be roughly like negative 20 degrees at oh some point in the trip. It's a it's a much different world than whenever you start. You're going from one extreme to the next then, basically. Like two completely different kind of environments. Right, which kind of sets Kilimanjaro apart from other mountains. Other mountains, obviously, they're in a mountain range. You're already starting a little bit higher. This is, I mean, the Serengeti is right there. 
I mean, the, the, the crater is all right there where people do safaris and you could look up and you see like this really random big ass hill that has snow at the top of it in the middle of nowhere. And that's, that's Kilimanjaro. There's no mountains. There's nothing nearby, just this wow. really big hill. And so t- what do you do to train for that kind of thing? I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of layers involved and, you know, yeah, do you have do one you of those breathing masks. Uh, I mean, the biggest and best way to do it is by, I mean, doing the same activity as much as possible, which is hiking. Uh, there's not a whole lot of technical climbing. There's no ice axes or anything like that involved with Kilimanjaro. So it's just a lot of moving, which is nice because, I mean, we like to involve our dogs in going out as much as possible. So we really try to go anywhere that they can. Any any hiking trails, which luckily Georgia is an incredible area for that. So we just try to hike as much as possible. Um, I will go before work to do like Stone Mountain and do the summit as more of a, you know, elevation, get some weight on my back, load up my pack as much as I can and just climb and go for as long as I can. But other than that, it's just, instead of taking the dogs for a walk, we take them on a hike, get them involved in it too. It helps us go for a longer period of time. We pretty much go whenever the dogs are tapping out which surprisingly, Loki the beagle uh, <laughs> goes much longer than than Silver. Really? Shepherd. Yeah. Wow. Wow. She's more of a sprinter, <laughs> so she will get out of her, her energy quickly. But then she'll lay down for about thirty seconds, and then she'll get up and run again, just like they would whenever they're herding cattle. Loki. Oh man, there's this weird He's an endurance bloodhound guy. switch <laughs> that happens in his head. And if we take him off the leash in a jungle, he'll book it he'll just blank out run and he's baying the whole time like he's on a trail like you've seen in any movie ever with like a hound dog he's doing that and it's it's great so we try to go more you know outskirts where we could maybe get away with letting him off the leash not condoning that (laughs) Um, they're good they come back and they are controllable (laughs) yes but it is nice when we can just let them go and they do their instinctual thing and they go nuts tried that in the redwood forest and pretty sure they both ate and rolled around in some uh bear poop which made that the rest of that like three hour drive that day amazing we stopped at like a gas station loaded up on peanut butter and we got like (laughs) toothpaste and random stuff and tried to make him eat it didn't get better i mean that's like an amazing trip are you You have to get um, specific gear for silver, like hoodies and layers or anything for that kind of extreme cold at the top and things of that nature? Uh, Well, I would. I'm I'm not taking her to Kilimanjaro. I would love to take her to Kilimanjaro. Um, Oh, I completely misunderstood that whole time. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. So you're you're training with her, but she doesn't get to go with you. Yeah, that would would be my, (laughs) like... I'm so stupid. Okay. (laughs) No, that sounds like an amazing training partner, but I don't know if... It is, yeah, and I have be a very able to take her. Right. Uh, okay. I mean, maybe. That's it's a, a lot. I mean, getting up to nineteen thousand feet, people already have a big enough issue with altitude yeah. sickness. Uh, that would I don't probably know be how, hard on them. Yeah, as yeah. great as it would be to cuddle up with her and like shove her down in my suitcase and snuggle up because she's basically <laughs> just a big fluff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the company, of course. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a whole different episode. Like, what to do to prepare your dog for an extreme for an extreme adventure, adventure like that. That yeah. sounds like a whole different episode. Maybe we could bring you back for that. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's cool. It's a big like family 
ordeal. My wife tries to go hiking with me every every time we go That's out. Great. We always make it yeah, just like great. This is what we're Aww. doing. So really she's training with me. She does kickboxing like 3 to 4 times a week. Wow. Um I rock climb whenever I'm not hiking. Um we're, I would say we're, we're pretty active people I'd anyway. We're above average active. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's that's pretty active. Yeah. Which, yeah, she has type 1 diabetes and MS. And <gasps> I have severe wow. hemophilia. And so we have, oh like, medical conditions that tell us, no, we shouldn't be doing this. But you still do kinda, it. Yeah, and we're No better. excuses, folks. Yeah. <laughs> no right. excuses. Right. Uh, You're making me feel really bad about my fitness level. My general laziness. I'm going to step yeah. it up. I'm going to step yeah, it up yeah. a bit after this. Okay. Don't worry. We, we forget to do the dishes. <laughs> you are not making anyone stuff. feel bad. No, we're, just we're feeling, feeling bad about it. Bad on ourselves. our own yeah. about our general. Yeah, you're of... an inspiration. You're amazing. Yes. Yeah. All right, Miles. Tell us about Wild Heaven and what your role is here. Uh, yeah. So my role is pretty much keep all the taps flowing whenever you come in. So as far as hiring people, staffing. Um, ordering the kegs, I am the guy in charge of kind of picking what beer will be on tap whenever you come in, um, understanding the schedules of what's going on, as well as in charge of getting all and any like food trucks and music and any other events that we have going on, similar to our like Pups and Pints events. That's the third Thursday every other month. What? What is Pups and Pints? We need to know about oh. this. <laughs> yeah, so we get a partner with pause and the release program of Atlanta to where we give a benefit to them of every like 25% of all draft beer sales gets donated back to them and so this month oh my gosh I almost forgot it again I believe it's April 18th and then the next one will be June 20th okay just bring your dog bring a leash drink some beer uh, there are a lot of like. And the more shops. beer you drink, the more Paul's benefits. That's right. <laughs> uh, did you hear that, people? <laughs> drink more beer, and help it's more dogs. Beer. Yeah, they have a lot of like shops and stuff come out as well. Just kind of shut up, shut up, <laughs> set up booths, and just it's fun. It's just a bunch of people that love dogs, support dogs one way or the other, um, with leashes, with food, treats, snacks, and any beer. other shop. And a lot of beer. We got you on the beer. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I know I know you're relatively new to Wild Heaven, but can you speak a bit about the the, the culture here and the, and the, and why this is a dog friendly place? Why I mean, well beyond dog friendly when you have events like uh, Pints and Paws, but why you you know it's important to you guys to for people to be able to bring their pets and enjoy this experience with them. Yeah, we we really try to make. I mean, this space, the patio, the tap room here, as comfortable as possible and just open and welcome to as many different walks of life that there is. And with that, a lot of people get the most comfortable when they when they know that they can involve their dog in, in their outings as well. They can go out and enjoy something and know that they can bring their dog and just hang out. The dog can chill, walk around, like be just as much present as you are when you're drinking beer and hanging out and there's going to be a lot of friends you could talk to people they could talk to little doggy people and it's it's just fun and you know if the owners that uh the owners of wild heaven are they dog owners and uh yeah so eric our our brewmaster and co-owner uh he has a dog slip he's here all the time awesome just running around playing kind of kind of shop dog i guess (laughs) Yeah. yeah um definitely gets involved in everything that's awesome. This For is sure. this is the first brewery I ever brought Stella before. We, you know, now we take her all over the place, but this was one of the first places I um, 
I took her that was a big public area and certainly the first brewery. Awesome. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is the first one, too, that I brought my dogs. And if any, like, local regulars are listening, too, I'm sure some of you have met Silver and Loki at some point. They're celebrity dogs, it sounds like. Yeah. And oh, athletes. And athletes. Uh, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're not Insta-famous, but they have... They have they done be. some. They have done some modelings, and they have won some Ooh. some Halloween costume contests, and it's oh. yeah, it's been fun. Tell us, tell us more costume contests. <laughs> yeah. So for the Halloween Pups and Pints event, they did a costume contest, and my wife dressed up Loki the Beagle as Harry Potter, and I dressed up Silver <laughs> as Old Greg. Uh, so I need old to see Greg. photos of those. Oh yeah, yeah, I can get those out too. Yeah. So when we're done, green we're tights, see cut a little hole for the nub. Oh my god. Did goodness. most people Silver get the old Greg reference? Did they? Did, 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 no, it... no. Which I think, which I think made it's it even, even better. Like that's even okay. had like the seaweed like wig and everything oh, that amazing. took like the most time to kind of like strap that on yeah. to, to stay. <laughs> that's commitment. Um, so yeah, most people were like, oh, that's. You know, she's cute. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Seaweed dog. Mermaid dog. I mean, at yeah, that point, like, green tights mermaid. and a pink tutu. When, <laughs> when dogs are dressed up, does it really matter what they are? I don't think it does. No. As long as they're wearing something. Yeah, I think it's still adorable. Cute, whatever yeah. it is. So, Pups and Pints, every other third Thursday, right? Correct. Okay. So, April 18th and then June 20th. Yes. And then August something. Yeah, we haven't gotten that far. That's. But you won't man. be here for that one because you'll be in Kilimanjaro. I might be back. Yeah, I'm going okay. really early August. I should be back like the 13th. So there'll be a leaner version of you here for... <laughs> yes. I'm not calling you fat. I'm just saying... <laughs> no, that's fair. You're already no, super lean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, there'll be a leaner, even fitter version of you here for that Much one. more tired version of me <laughs> And we can't wait to sure. hear all about it. Cool. So what should people know before they bring their dogs to Wild Heaven? Um... Yeah, we really like to keep the kind of mellow, chill vibe here. And if you have a dog like me that's just that wants to play and is very hyperactive, it might be a great idea to make this kind of the afterplay spot. Um, so, you know, go for that run, go for a jog, take the dog on a walk, go to the dog park, just have your day and then and then come here, hang out. Dogs will just love sitting on the patio underneath the bench, hanging out while you drink some beer. <laughs> Stella's growling at something. I don't think she likes Marta very much. No. Be surprised. There are squirrels and other little wildlife animals in She's this. She's just grumbling about something. It's kind of a fun thing about Atlanta is that there's usually squirrels and wildlife everywhere, all over the city. <laughs> I mean, even yeah. you know, not I don't know about downtown, but you know, like Piedmont is one of the largest green spaces in a city outside of I think Central Park in America. That could be completely false, but I'm pretty sure I heard that. Did you make that up? That. I think I think. Well, that's I've seen thing. deer I've, on the site of I've like 85 multiple times. So. Yeah, there have been deer like at our park near our place in Norcross. Generally like, speaking, Atlanta is a very green in terms of you know, trees and grass oh, yeah. and shrubbery <laughs> yeah. kind of city, you know, so. Well, and it's funny, cause living in Boise, which is the city of trees, like that's its tagline name, mainly because if you go above it and you look down, you can't actually see like almost any of the city or building. <laughs> but you go up on Stone Mountain and the only things that you're seeing here are like the skyline of Atlanta and then Buckhead. You don't see any houses and you yep. drive through it and it's all just hills and forests and woods everywhere and it's so cool so true all right let's talk about beer for a minute tell us about the delicious beer we're drinking and do you guys have a signature beer Ooh. all right um 
Well, I'm currently drinking, actually it just got finished, uh, <laughs> our Citrus Emergency, which is our winter blend of our emergency drinking beer. It's ruby red grapefruit, white grapefruit, and lime. Ooh. <laughs> it, is kind of the, it is kind of the finisher right now. We're getting ready to be kegging and distributing Tropical. Ooh. Which will be coming out and getting featured at pretty much all Taco Max in the area nice. on April 7th. So Tropical Emergency Drinking Beer? Correct. Nice. I Correct. like the sound of that. Yeah. Emer- the emergency drinking beer in general is probably, would you say that's kind of your signature signature drink or at least your most well-known? For sure. Yeah. Whether it's just can that people like to buy it and just keep it in the refrigerator and be like, <laughs> check it out. I have emergency <laughs> drinking beer when I have it. It is pretty catchy. Uh, it was the beer that kind of, that put wild heaven on my radar to of places to look up and actually apply um and that's kind of how i got the job went to like one of the after hour events at uh the natural science museum okay firm bank yes yeah and had it there and i was like oh this is really good and i could have a lot of them and not get messed (laughs) up this is amazing so that was your strategy (laughs) and yeah and then and yeah sure enough it led me to looking the place up and that's That's how i'm here Tell us about this wild ale that I feel so honored to be drinking right now because apparently it's really special and isn't made but a couple of years. Yeah. So right? you you got to have a bottle of our Lazai Fraise and it's, yeah, it's just a strawberry and mint wild ale. It's delicious. Just naturally fermented with Brett yeast. It's It takes a long time since we aren't adding anything else to it. We let all yeast kind of come into play with the beer and all the flavors of it anyway which keeps it from being really overwhelmingly tart or or sour anything like that it just it just flows it lets all the flavors kind of get to know each other and hang out and that takes time and where where does this the term wild ale come from like what is that because you never hear that in terms of general beer speak you know, people talk about sour, like, as, as far as styles, people yeah. talk about sours and IPAs and all these things. So wild ale, it's it's also called a barnyard yeast. It's pretty much just a really naturally present yeast profile that, that is cultured and grown and then added to beer. So it's actually a lot of yeast that you would find, just like the name says, like around barns, around other trees, on natural hmm. fruit trees and plants. And we just culture that it's becoming a bigger thing to be putting it into beer it changes the beer profile it adds a natural tartness to it but it doesn't overwhelm any other flavors and it's really fun to kind of make blends of natural beer styles like a like a goza and like that you can add fruits to it add some brett yeast age a little bit and it'll completely change the complexity so if you come into the tap room you'll notice like a lot of barrels on our walls and just around the entire building and those typically are like beer that we'll have maybe some excess of, but maybe we just kind of want to play around with it. We'll put them in barrels, we'll add some fruits or something like that into it and some bread or lacto yeast and just let it sit. Don't touch it. Some of them have been in there for like four years. Wow. And whenever we just kind of want to make a fun beer, Eric just gets really curious about trying out something new. He'll just grab some of it, blend it with another beer and... Ta-da. That sounds insanely fun. It like, does. It sounds I'm like a, a great job. I've, I've been, even when I was like, younger, growing up in a very rednecky North Georgia where people only drink <laughs> whatever domestic light and that kind of stuff, I was, you know, I, I think my first real introduction to not necessarily craft beers, but something other than that was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, right? Yeah. And 
which I loved. And so I became a beer snob at a fairly early age. So this craft beer revolution that we're seeing right now in America is, oh, it's got me in, in heaven. And so... In wild heaven. <laughs> in wild heaven. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, the, the, the idea of just being in a space where I could like, oh, let's just try this. Let's tweak it this way. Let's do this and add this to That, that sounds so exciting and fun and... You got a much gentler uh, introduction to craft beer than I did. I was like eight, and my brother handed me a bottle of Stone's Arrogant Bastard Ale. Oh, that's a, that's and, a st- Yeah, and he's like, hey, try this. Was, yeah, that was my introduction to it, so I hated it for the longest time. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think uh, Sierra Nevada was one of those. I was like, oh, this is an awesome go-to. And we actually make our own version of a pale ale. It's our ATL Easy Ale. That is getting canned for the first time like right now as we what? speak. Right no now? Joke. Yeah. So you used to only be able to get it here in the Mercedes Benz Stadium and now we're canning it. So coming soon. Wow. I don't know when this is coming out. It might already be out. <laughs> soon ish. Uh, but yeah, you can get your favorite Mercedes Benz Stadium beer to go. What kind of beer is the Easy Ale? What is it? So it is a, a lightly hopped pale ale. Uh huh. Yeah, so it'd be similar it's great introduction beer to craft styles ipas it's gonna be really easy drinking light crisp it's gonna have nice hop notes to it not very bitter it's great so a lower abv like a session kind of style yes okay yeah very sessionable go ahead buy that six pack enjoy that six pack yeah well it depends sessions sessions can serve a couple purposes if you want to have a beer and not get, uh, not feel it too much. The sessions, are, well, actually, it's still the same purpose. Say, if you want to drink all day, sessions the way to go. Oh, it's the day drinking beer for exactly. sure. It's not yeah. like heavy. It's not going to fill you up. Uh, it's like not, a lot yeah, of IPAs, you get that like that that taste and almost film yeah. on your tongue after yep. like six of them. And you're like, all right, all right, I've had enough. Well, for us professionals, yeah, professional uh, drinkers. <laughs> okay, this is like take. Go ahead, take a couple six packs with you and the guys golfing which yeah. takes like five hours and mm-hmm. you'll still be right. you'll you can still drive be, home without you know yeah maybe and your score ideally. might not just not condoning drop that. immediately at like hole three because you've already chugged <laughs> oh, a beer yeah. right right i need to introduce this to my my brother-in-law eddie he's like a he's 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 also from north georgia and he's a total bud light kind of guy and he thinks the kind of beers that i drink are just insane and gross and so i need to yep i need to introduce him to this and push him toward that that we'll more make a refined, out of them. That yeah. more refined palate of beer drinking. Yeah, this was the first craft beer that my dad had. I shipped some back to him and that he actually enjoyed. And he said that he would drink this and order this. And he is Miller Lite, High Life, Bud Light. <laughs> right. For hear sure. that, Eddie? Yeah. Do you hear it? <laughs> I, I, well, which brings me to my next point. I am drinking the Ode to Mercy, which is what I think of when I think of Wild Heaven. That's kind of my, that's what I associate as the signature beer of Wild Heaven. Because uh, it's more of a it's it's a it's a pretty unique kind of style. It's a, I guess it's a porter. No brown ale. It's a brown ale. Okay, yeah. But it's very coffee heavy. Yes. Right. And it's a very as it was seven point one percent ABV. Point two. Yep. Point two. Nice. All right. Yeah. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. But this is not a beer you would take to the golf course because you would be schnockered by a hole three or four. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a nice. Some people say like a nice cigar beer. It's yeah. just something oh, yeah. like cool. Get it in. It's really fun in like casks and stuff like that. It's it's surprisingly light for what it is. The nitro really helps with that and make it taste creamy. 
already. It's another beer that we'll do different styles of as well. So in winter, and we still have it on tap right now, it's our special winner. It's our Ode de Mercy, non-nitro non with bourbon soaked oak chips added to it. Wow. With cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg. Ooh. <laughs> just that sounds aged. fancy. So it's just a really fun take on it that is, like, in my opinion, one of the favorite beers that we make in general. That's kind of the same thing. It's just a nice, light, it's like 8% alcohol, so it does go up a little bit more. Wow. And yeah, it'll, it'll start a party. Yeah, cuddle and up a party. next to a fire and sip on that. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun to take camping. It's a perfect, like, camping beer. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Well, April 18th, and then June 20th, we need to be here for that. For absolutely pups and pints. Mm -hmm. Did I get right this yeah, time? Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> I screwed yeah. it up earlier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be here for that. Um, anything else you want to tell us about? Anything else exciting coming down the pipe? Uh, yeah, so we are opening up our second location. Ooh, I don't know if okay. I plugged this earlier. No, uh -huh. um, tell me more. Yeah, so we're opening up our second location in the West End, the Lee White Complex. Okay, that's over there by uh, that's West Midtown. Uh. Southwest, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Marietta Street, kind of. How Mill. Border. It's we're gonna be connected Ish. to. Um, <laughs> we're right next door to ASW, and there's going to be the right next to Monday Night Garage. Okay. We're gonna oh, be the okay. new oh, down there. Okay. That, yeah. Okay, that area. When is that opening? Good question. <laughs> they're they're as to as, be Nick, determined. The, as Nick the owner <laughs> likes to put it there are a lot of uncontrollables sure uh, when it comes to opening up a place and we want to make sure that whenever we say that opening date we can really stick to it but it's coming soon it is very soon like yeah very soon we're we're all getting a little a little excited a little nervous <laughs> about opening but yes it will be very soon nice tell us where we can find wild heaven on social media uh, yeah, so if you look up on Instagram, it's at Beer Wild Heaven. Um, you can look us up on Facebook. At the same time, that's where you'll find all events and food and music and all the good stuff going on at the tap room, as well as the new place, too, whenever that opens. Um, we post everything on there. Awesome. Miles, it's been a friggin' pleasure, and uh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. Sweet. Yeah, so Wild Heaven Brewery. Earlier I said Decatur, but actually we're technically in Avondale Estates, right? Yeah, it's it's strange. Depending on which map app you use, it'll the address <laughs> will say Decatur or Avondale. It'll bring you to the same place. Okay. Just uh, Google them. So You'll Decatur find them. or Avondale Estates. You <laughs> yeah. can't go wrong. We'll be linking to them so you won't be able to miss them. Yeah, come check out Wild Heaven Brewery and bring your pup and uh, enjoy some delicious beer and have a great time. Yeah. Thanks again, Miles. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And remember... If you'd like to take your dog on a trip, but you're worried it might all unravel. Just listen to us. Have Dog Will Travel. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.